What is up, everybody, and welcome to the... What, what episode is this? This is 13? This is 13. 13th episode of Unaired. I am Ed Vat, and with me is... I am also Ed. So, uh, we... We're, this week we're doing a show called Something Wilder. We actually recorded this episode, I want to say, three weeks ago? and yeah, uh, roughly. Roughly but... three weeks ago, but Eddie's audio track got eaten up by uh, his software. Logic done goofed. Logic done goofed, and I'm now using GarageBand, another proudly Apple-made product, and I'm loving it. Oh, yeah. he. Uh, there was about an hour before we started recording that he was just gushing over GarageBand. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I had to get all my settings straight, man. I got, I'm a real audiophile. You're an audiophile. An audiophile. Speaking of audiophiles, oh. I still feel like we can recover that one. <laughs> I don't think so. No, it's probably in the Logic graveyard right now. I think it's just dead. So anyway, it doesn't exist any longer. So, uh, the show we watched this week, we're taking our second spin at it. It's called Something Wilder. <laughs> It starred Gene Wilder, and uh, it, the late Gene Wilder. The late Gene Wilder, rest in peace. Uh, it aired October first, nineteen ninety four, to June thirteenth, nineteen ninety five. It aired eighteen episodes and left three episodes unaired. We actually didn't watch the pilot of this show. This is the first time that we actually haven't watched a pilot of a show because I could not find the pilot of this show. Maybe it doesn't exist. It might not. So what we did Maybe was we watched. So what we did this time was we watched a random episode that popped up when I actually searched the show. This is the first episode that popped up when I searched for this show originally. The episode is called "Hanging with Mr. Cooper," and it's got Alice Cooper in it. It's pretty badass. I actually really enjoyed it. So, like, you don't even need to know who Alice Cooper is. If you don't, you're f- like, who the fuck are you? But. <laughs> Like, like even you've even even like someone who doesn't even know what rock music is has at least heard the name, or like they'd recognize him when they see him. Like, I right. the only reason I know him because he he was in a Staples commercial like five years ago. Oh really? Yeah, that's a random commercial to be in. Yeah, because it was like a back to school commercial, and there's this kid that like he's shopping. Oh, okay, for, no, never mind. It makes sense. Yeah, now. and he's just like, the kid's like, I thought you said school was out forever. I actually remember that commercial now you mentioned that. Yeah. I just think he digs it. I just think he does it for fun. Yeah. Well, I, he definitely did this episode for fun. Yeah, I mean, and, and you, any experience to work with Gene Wilder is like, you take that shit. Oh, yeah. I don't care who you are. You take that shit. Absolutely. So, uh, the episode starts out where uh, Gene, who also plays a character named Gene, is with his uh his partner Jack, not his life partner, his business partner. <laughs> uh, yeah, distinction made there. Yes. Okay. His partner Jack, and um, they're meeting with a client. They both run an ad agency. The ad agency is actually like the office is in their house, which is kind of an odd place because like I wouldn't want people in my house, but you know, you do Eugene. I guess it's your personal preference, you know. Yeah. So, as this lady, her name is Mrs. Thornton, she's walking out, and they're both like, oh, so, like, you you sure you don't want to bite on this idea for the bikini-clad girls and Ferraris? And she's just like, oh, no, I don't like those ideas, do you? And so, 
Jean's wife, Annie. She basically was talking about, like, she said that she didn't like him because it doesn't represent the town, exactly. right? So, Mrs. Thornton, she's actually from the tourism board of Stockbridge, Massachusetts, which is the town that this show takes place in. And as she's leaving, Jean's wife, Annie, walks in and she's just like, oh, uh, you, did you picture the Norman Rockwell idea? And Jean goes, we weren't going to pitch that. And she goes, I love that idea. Until the very end. Ah. So. Caught himself. Exactly. He saved himself. So. Well, she she saved him and then he played it off smooth. Yes. So they decide to go with uh, their Norman Rockwell idea because Norman Rockwell is the most famous resident of Stockbridge. And just like a super famous individual. Yeah, he's the dude that uh, made those those like 1950s paintings of like the turkey and stuff. Them crazy, crazy Norman Rockwell paintings. Yeah, they actually have a museum in, uh, I think I think it's actually in Stockbridge. They have a Norman yeah, Rockwell that museum. Would, that would make sense. <laughs> yeah. So they decide like, okay, yeah, we're going to work with this, with this idea. We're going to do the Norman Rockwell campaign. And after Mrs. Thornton leaves, they hear music playing very loudly from their next door neighbor. And Annie, she opens the window to start yelling at them. And as she starts yelling, the music stops. So she's just basically screaming. And Annie is like, okay, Gene, you got to go yell at them. And Gene's like not having it. He's just like, no. Like, that's what an old person would do. I'm not old. Right. And on top of this, he has like this deadline on top, like over his head, you know, like, like now there's loud rock music playing next door. He has a, a day instead of a week to get this deadline because originally they pitch her a week and she goes, no, I want it tomorrow. So now they're doing it in a day. And also his wife is asking him to go next door and be the old fart. Exactly. So she's just like, no, I need, I can't deal with this loud music and the twins aren't going to be able to sleep, which I should specify because uh, we did not watch the pilot episode. I forgot to mention that there are two twins in this show, Gene and Annie. Yeah, do they we don't see them anywhere, do we? No, no, no. They episode? don't show up anywhere in this episode, but they okay, they do exist. Sure. They do exist. Uh, they have uh, Gene and Annie have a set of four-year-old identical twins. Aw. Aw. I actually am a twin, so like I was just like, oh, cool, twins. You're the cool twin. Aw, I'm the cool twin. <laughs> Everyone, he's the cool twin. I'm the bad boy of the twin side. I'm the... I'm the guy with the Harley Davidson riding around with the ride rounds. <laughs> so, Gene is basically kind of brushes off Annie like, oh, what are they going to do, play all night? And then we just hard cut to both of them in bed and the music's still playing very loudly. So, this part made me laugh like a lot. Gene, when he's like having this conversation with Annie about how like, they need to do something about the music. He's got tissues just hanging in his ears. Yeah, it's... Oh, man, it's just classic Gene Wilder. He's just such a goof. He's such a goofball. And it's like... And, like, his hair. His yeah. hair just says, like... It's just... It's that statement. It's like, I'm a goof. Mm -hmm. Annie's basically like, listen, they played the same song 17 times in a row. He corrects her, saying 18. Very important. <laughs> and there was it was, like, repeated, too. He's like... Um, cause it was so loud, uh, that he was like, 
She's like, it's been playing this 17 times. And he's like, 18. She's like, what? And he's like, 18. Yeah. <laughs> he has to yell it to her because she can't hear him. So Annie goes up to the window, opens the window, and starts yelling at the house. And he's just like, well, that helped. She is psychotic, dude. She is. was like a bear. Well, I mean, she's dating a guy that's like 20 years older than him. So or she's dating she, a guy. Or she's married. Yeah, don't... She's married to a guy that's 20 years older yeah, than her. Right, right, right. That's a very important distinction. She is married to the guy that took a, just a bunch of people randomly selected, mind you, through a, a chocolate factory that he owned. Exactly. Because like, like this is the same guy. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Because something wilder exists in the same universe as Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. I like to think so. See, I like to think that after after Charlie the Chocolate Factory, you know, in the end, where like they're sitting in the living room and they break and, through like, the glass know, elevator or the glass ceiling, literally. Right, right. I'm talking about the end of like, like the second one. The second one? You mean the Johnny Depp one? Yeah. That wasn't um, a sequel, you know. That was a remake. I, I know, but it was still the second in terms of chronological order. Yeah. Um, so I'm talking like after that and everyone's like happy and and stuff like he's got to go on. Like he can't just keep. I mean, he can keep making chocolate, but eventually he's like, you know, what? I want to do something different. And that's when he gets into advertising. Exactly. So he starts advertising. He starts teaching all the things that he did with Wonka to make it the bolstering brand that it is. And he makes a lot of money and gets a lot of clients, a lot of important heads. And uh, yeah, this is where it leads. I don't know what the hell that just was. <laughs> <laughs> we go into rabbit holes. I'm going to call that one. You're going to call that? Is that what the spinoff is going to be called? Rabbit holes? Rabbit holes. Hi, and welcome to rabbit holes with End of the Point. <laughs> <laughs> we're going to jump into some crazy shit today. And guess where we're going? Straight down that rabbit hole. Straight down the hole. <laughs> Out of context, that sounds horrible. Right. Absolutely. So, Annie tasks Gene with going next door and, like, telling them to turn the music down. And he's kind of like, okay, like, why do I have to go? I'm the one who's expendable. And she, res like, she retorts with the fact that he doesn't know how to work the dishwasher. So, like, she's got to live. And then she's kind of like, oh, you, anyways, you owe me for pitching that Rockwell idea. And he starts walking out the door and he goes, okay, fine. But if I come back dead, we're even. So he gets next door and there's a party going on. He walks in the door and there's a dude juggling. And he, uh, he, uh, he goes to the guy, he goes, hey, where's the owner of the house? The guy points to a guy, to another guy. And he just goes, okay, nice balls. And he walks away. The juggling dude's face that whole time is insane. <laughs> he's making all these weird faces and like, he's not just juggling, like he's getting into it. He's not just juggling. The, dude, there's a difference. Like juggling, juggling balls is just a talent. This man had a passion. There's a difference between juggling and juggling. And that's this a vocal change. This man was change. not juggling balls. This man was juggling balls. So he walks over to uh, the guy that juggling guy points to. Who, and uh, he goes, I'm looking for the owner of the house. The other guy goes, me too. Wait, I thought you were the owner of the house. No, I'm the owner of the mouse. So 
they go into this whole like who's on first thing where it's like wait the owner of the house no the owner of the mouse like this whole uh, thing dude, I, I love it it was like i watched it again like right before we um re-recorded this and it was just hilarious dude like that, ex- that exchange was it gets even funnier it does so he goes back home and he's just like annie i couldn't find the owner of the house and she's not happy She's like, do you want me to handle this or are you going to handle this? He goes, I'm going to handle it. Now you go over there. <laughs> so See, it's it's a it's a runaround. Yeah, just like the Blues Traveler song. She tells him to handle it and he handles it by making her handle it. So she kind of shrugs him off like, no, you go back over. So he does. And he, uh, as he's walking in the door, he runs into the mouse guy. And mouse guy goes, oh, did you find him? And Gene just shuts him down immediately. He goes, I'm not talking to you. I'm talking to someone who understands me. And Mouse Guy responds with, man, that's beautiful. Yep. <laughs> the way he delivered it, too. He's just like, oh, man, oh, that's beautiful. Such good, like, he was so Such good acting. <laughs> he was just said it from his heart, man. He did. So he walks in. There's an angry Doberman just, like, barking at him. And he says something in German, and it just walks away. So he walks over and he sees a dominatrix and he asks her about the owner of the house. He goes, I need to see the owner of the house. And she she goes, Alice? He goes, yes, where is she? Who? So they have this whole other like who's on first thing. And then it hard cuts to him back home talking to Annie saying it wasn't a mouse this time. And it was a dominatrix doing Abbott and Costello. And for our younger listeners. The reason that the whole runaround with Alice happened is because Alice was not a female and he kept on asking, where is she? Yes. So naturally, the dominatrix, whose name is what? Ursula? Yes, it's Ursula. Yeah, we find that out later. But her name is Ursula. And every time he says, where is she? She doesn't know what he's talking about. Yes. Because it's a guy. So he goes back. He walks past juggling guys. He goes, nice balls again. And he's just like, he's just kind of mad because he can't find the owner of the house. And he just screams out, I'm just looking for the rude, selfish, and sensitive woman who owns this house. And everybody points to a guy. And he goes, you're Alice? Guy turns around. He goes, yeah, I'm Alice Cooper. Then we cut to commercial. Badass. Boom. We return from commercial. He's sitting down with Alice Cooper. And he's just like, oh, do you mind if I call you Mr. Cooper? I find it hard to call you Alice. And Alice just shrugs it off and is just like, who brought the guy with the robe? Exactly. He says, I was looking for a cross-dressing vampire riding on a unicorn. Do you ride? And he goes, a little. A little. (laughs) And he goes, nah, you're too old. It's a shutdown. Shutdown and a half. So he's like, oh, could you turn down the music? He's like, you know, I'd love to, but we're shooting a music video over here, so I can't really do that. Right, imagine at that time, just like, yeah, I'd like to, but I'm a multi-million dollar music- musician here, and uh, we're going to be recording this video whether you like it or not. Exactly. And Alice decides to ask for some advice. He says, oh, so you've heard my music. Which one do you think should be my next single? The one that sounds like a cat's tail is caught in a blender. Exactly. And Alice goes, yeah, that's the one my producer likes. Just agree. It's just casual. You cannot upset Alice Cooper. No, you can't. He'll just shrug it off. He's too cool. 
He'll be like Taylor Swift and shake it off. He's just too cool for you. Like, he can't upset someone who's that cool. So, he goes, okay, Ursula will take care of you. Ursula is the dominatrix. So, she tells him to turn around. And he's just like, oh, no, I'm good. And she just screams to turn around. She pulls off his robe and starts massaging him. He says, that hurts a little. And she goes, oh, only a only little. Only a little. So, she she's like massaging him, making it hurt worse. And then a song comes on, and she go, she's like, oh, let's dance. And he goes, oh, I don't dance in public. And the second he says that, the mouse shows up and runs up his pants. And he just gets up and starts, like, jittering, trying to get the mouse out of his pants. And he screams, there's an animal in my pants. And, and I want to tame it. Exactly. <laughs> that was like, I died, dude. I lost my shit when she said that. It was just such rapid fire, like, succession. It, the flow was amazing. So he he uh wakes up the next morning and Annie's all dressed and she's just like, oh, you finally woke up. It's 11. And he's just like, why didn't you wake me? Because you kept yelling about the animal in your pants and I was in no mood to deal with that. Fair enough. Fair enough. Ferret enough because an animal. Ferret. I know it was a mouse. It was a mouse. <sighs> so he goes, I can't possibly look as bad as I feel. And he turns and his eye has a star around it, and it's painted to look like Alice Cooper's makeup. So he did look as bad as he felt. Oh, he absolutely did. And Annie asks why his face is painted like Alice Cooper. And he goes, I didn't think you'd know our neighbor. Who? Alice. Who's Alice? Annie, don't start. <laughs> that seemed to be like his catchphrase. He just rolled with the whole, like, who's on first thing. And the thing is, each time it was funny. Oh, yeah. They were like kind of cheesy jokes, but like in a very well done way. Yeah. So Annie like finally realizes that Alice Cooper is their neighbor and she gets mad at uh, Jean because she's like, why'd you tell Alice Cooper to turn his music down? And yeah, she's she's flipping the narrative on him hard. Oh, yeah. And he's kind of like, why are you so starstruck? When we were in New York, we lived next to a Nobel Prize winner. And she goes, yeah, but I didn't lose my virginity listening to his lecture on quantum theory. Yeah, and that's when you realize you're married to a harlot. I mean, I think it'd be kind of weird, though. Like, imagine if she actually did lose her virginity listening to a lecture on quantum theory. I would be less surprised because you could just be studying. And, like, you're watching this lecture, and you're with someone who you're, quote, studying with. But that was just a bullshit excuse to get them to hang out with you because both of you are too nervous to ask each other because you're fucking teenagers. Eddie, that sounded kind of personal. Did that come from a personal place? <laughs> <laughs> no. Is there something you want to talk about? <laughs> no. <laughs> I don't know who you're talking to. <laughs> so, then we cut to Jack and Jean in the living room. And... Jack's just like, oh, you know, the paint's not too bad of a look for you. So he keeps asking about, like, the the party that Gene interrupted the night before. He's just like, oh, so there was the dominatrix. You know, I paid for evenings that were a lot less fun than that. Boots. And, like, was everybody putting a mouse in their pants or was it just you? Boots. So then Mrs. Thornton comes back and they weren't ready for her their pitch yet. So Jack's just like, okay, we'll just do a song and dance and star like we did with the Feed and Grain account. Jack, we lost the Feed and Grain account. Good. What do we know about Feed and Grain? Fair enough. Exactly. 
Solid logic. Can't argue Good with point. it. Good point. So she walks in and he uh he does a lot of things to like cover up his eyes. Like when he uh opens the door for her, he like gets behind her and like dances and like spins her and he'll like cover his eyes certain times. It is a very, very impressive show of sneakiness. Yeah. And so uh she's just like, Okay, like, what's your idea for this project? I wanna announce it tomorrow on like this public radio thing. And she they're just like, Oh, you know, it'd be a better idea if we presented the idea to you on location. And she's like, Okay, well can I at least hear the idea? And Jack is just like, Oh, well, you know, we can't right now because Gene has a problem. Gene, what is it? <laughs> and Gene goes, You know, I have some like medical problem. Jack, what is it? And he goes, Oh, it's headaches. He has headaches. So Gene like covers his eye again. He's like, Oh yeah, that's why I'm covering my eyes. Come up with like they don't come up with like an actual disease. They're just like a symptom. Yeah. So oh, he gets headaches. (laughs) So Mrs. Thornton's just like, Oh, have you tried massage? And Gene goes, Yeah, it nearly killed me. Ah, I get it. It's he's alluding to Ursula. Ursula. Ursula, and I'm going to team it. So she (laughs) leaves. So she leaves. And Annie walks in and turns on TV and she's like, oh, this isn't good because there's a news promo. It's about the fact that Alice Cooper moved in and was shooting a music video in Stockbridge. And, and guess, guess who's in the background of the music video? Oh, he wasn't in the background. He was front center. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was Gene. A... Oh, yeah. He was in the background at first and then it just zooms in on him. And as he's doing he's like this like... like weird dance that looks like he's having a seizure. And his dance just made me giggle. It, it kind of looks half like he's on has a Caesar and half like he's on shrooms. It might have been both. Or Molly. No, there was no one named Molly in this show. Shh. <laughs> so, Gene's just like, oh, you know what? It can't, it can't be that bad. Mrs. Thornton couldn't have seen it. She's in the car right now. And after she says that, or after he says that, the TV's just like, we're covering this four more times tonight. And he's like, oh, shit. Yeah, they're like four more times tonight and like two times in like the next two days. Yeah, exactly. And then it cuts to uh, all of them just hanging around a desk. And it turns out that four accounts had pulled support from uh, Gene and Jack because of the music video. Out of their five accounts. I want to say I want to say it was like five or six that they actually had. Oh, so they, five. Oh, they lost like almost all their accounts. And so the phone rings, Gene picks it up and hangs it up immediately, and he goes... Because it's their last account. And he goes, if they can't find us, they can't fire us. And back then, that was true, because the internet wasn't a thing. Exactly. So, like, he could have just up and left. When you're gone back then, you're gone. You may never see that person again. Dude, I miss that age. I want to be... I want to be invisible. You want to be a mountain man and live off the grid. I want to be anonymous. So, wear a Guy Fox mask and throw <laughs> fireballs at the police. You know, I recently rewatched V for Vendetta. I'm pretty sure that doesn't happen. Dude, V for Vendetta is probably my favorite movie of all time. I think I know what happens in it. Oh, yeah? What about that scene where uh, Natalie Portman walks up and she goes, I'm Padme. And then the director walked on set and was just like, no, this isn't this isn't Star Wars. And they just kept rolling the entire time, which is weird. Dude, that's like my life. It's my favorite scene. So Gene is just like, you know what? I got to talk to Alice Cooper. Maybe he'll like pull the video. So he heads next door 
and mouse guy he's there and he goes you know what you traumatized my mouse <laughs> i love the way he says it. he's like hey man i have to have a word with you you traumatized my mouse <laughs> he was so upset by it Ugh. again this guy is just so solid at acting mouse guy i don't remember what your name is i don't think you had a name but was it was it taylor lautner i don't think it was because taylor lautner was in shark boy and lava girl and that came out way after this. Oh, yeah. And he was super young back then. Yeah. Because he's like our age. I always forget that shit. Yeah, he's a little baby Lautner back then. <laughs> little baby Lautner. <laughs> oh, look at the baby, baby Lautner. Oh, it's a baby Lautner. So he walks in and he, uh, he sits down and waits for Alice to get off the phone. And Alice just like, yeah, I'd like to order the autographed picture of Yanni. And then he hangs up the phone. Which I find weird, because, like, he could just have Yanni phone out. He probably could. He probably knew Yanni. So, like, maybe he just wanted to support Yanni. I guess, but Yanni has so much money already. Like, they're both on the same level, if not Yanni's higher than him on the level, like, of being musician. So, like, well, what I the mean, fuck? I wouldn't go that far. <laughs> we'll see. So, uh, then... Annie strolls on in. She's in this like weird goth getup. She's fangirling over Gene. And he's just like, oh, I'm sorry about this. She usually talks less and wears more. And Alice just goes, oh, well, that's too bad. Basically hitting on Gene's wife right in front of him. Yeah, it was, it was bold, but he is a rock star. That's what they do. And he's just like, you know what? I need you to get this this eye gunk off my face. And he goes, oh, yeah, just get me that... uh." Get me that uh, cup over there. It's got some stuff in it that I'll wipe it off. And he goes, this isn't going to, he goes, this isn't going to hurt, is it? Only if you wanted to, I can call Ursula. And he's like, no, no, don't do that. I think it was funny that he called the stuff that was like supposed to get the stuff off his eye, the gunk. Yeah, because usually you would call gunk the stuff that's on there. Yeah, they called it the stuff that was getting it off. Yeah. So there was a monkey in the uh, music video and... Alice goes, hold up, hold up. What, what? I want a monkey, but not like a chimpanzee. Like, I don't want me to get my face ripped off or none, none of that shit. So you want like a little, like, like one like of those capuchin. helper monkeys. Yeah, capuchin helper monkey. Yeah, I want one of those. I was looking at like, oh man, they're so cool. Just want to say that. Just want to let everyone know. So if anyone's selling monkeys, like, you got a good price or you want me just to straight up adopt it for free, like... I'll take care of that monkey. Do you, do you think like our listeners have baby. access to monkeys? Dude, you don't know. Do you think someone's going to stroll up to your house wearing a trench you coat, open it up, don't. and there's going to be monkeys dangling in a trench coat? I was thinking more of like an email situation. How are they going to email you a monkey? They're not going to email me the monkey, you fuck. They're going to email me about the purchasing of the monkey. So anyways, there was a monkey in the music video, and Alice just like, by the way, the monkey was asking about you. And Gene just goes, really? And she just goes, no, Gene, it's a monkey. It was a good goof. It was, it was a very a good, good goof. goof. Like, that whole exchange between them was good. Very so, well done, Alice Cooper. So Gene goes, hey, listen, I got to ask you a favor. I need you to help me with this, like, ad campaign because I'm going to lose this client. And he's just like, yeah, I'll help you. Us guys with girls' names got to stick together. So ah, I get it, because his name is Gene. Mm-hmm. And then right after he says that, he goes, you know, you're the only guy this eye gunk doesn't work on. And he's like, what? And he's just like, oh, I'm just kidding. 
And Jean goes, what are these days, Alice? Which is a reference to the Honeymooners. Uh, such a good show. The Honeymooners are this show. This show. Ah. Just because it alluded to the Honeymooners. Like, there's just so many solid references. There are. So, it cuts back to them at home. And uh, Mrs. Thornton strolls on in with her grand her granddaughter. And she's just like, I don't know why you called me here. I fired you guys already. And they're just like, just sit down. So, Jean, Alice, and Annie, they walk out into the living room. And they do this little, like, song about Stockbridge. And Mrs. Thornton's just like, you guys are hired again. And that's when the episode ends. Very abrupt, but very happy ending. It was. I uh, I love this show. It was a fantastic episode. So, Eddie, what kind of episodes do you think we would have seen had this show not been canceled? I, sh- I want to see an episode where, like, like, Gene goes on tour with Alice. That would be a good one. Like, they're on That'd the tour crazy. bus together. And, like, Alice gets sick. So Gene has to cover for him. No, what if like the episode is like Gene like goes on to the tour bus to like take a nap because he wants to get away from his uh his little twin kids. So he's just like, you know what? I'm just going to go take a nap in Alice's tour bus and he falls asleep. Meanwhile, Alice strolls on on. They don't they don't notice that Gene's there and they leave for tour. Ah, he wakes up and he's just like, I so gotta he's get just back. along for the ride. Exactly. He's like, I got to get back. He's like, ah, don't worry. We have a show tonight. Then we'll send you back. And like Gene gets on up there for the show, does his weird seizure dance. <laughs> his weird seizure dance. That's what I'm going to call it. We need I, I, whatever episode we do or ends up being discussed needs to involve the mouse and the <laughs> owner and the owner of the mouse. I feel like he would have been a supporting character. I he feel, has to be. I feel like had this show actually continued, they would have brought back Alice Cooper. Oh, they need to. Oh, absolutely. She was so well, like, put into this. It was such a weird concept, but it was, like, like that period in the 90s where they could get away with stuff like that. Like, Family Matters was doing weird shit back then, so, like, they were just like, okay, we can do that. Right. So, I have, like, a few seasons of this show planned out. Well, jeez. Oh. So, I feel like season one, there would be, like, an overarching story that, like, Alice Cooper is in town now, right? So... They need this is like season two, I meant to say, not season one. Season one actually happened. So like the end of season one, like Alice Cooper's gonna have like a big emphasis, and like the season one finale would be Alice Cooper doing something like super controversial and like the media is like chastising him, he's losing a lot of fans. And so season two, the whole it would be like a whole underdog story where Gene is hired by Alice to like advertise him and market him and like build him back up that'd be cool yeah so like you'd see episodes where like gene's just like oh i got you uh i got you a new gig he's like oh yeah what is it you're uh you're doing a ribbon cutting ceremony at stockbridge's newest dominoes like random shit like that and then season two like towards the towards the end of season two alice or annie and gene are getting a little rocky season three starts those two end up getting divorced so, like, the whole season's going to be, like, them getting divorced, them deciding, like, oh, I'm just going to, Gene's going to still live here. It's just going to be, like, he's living on the couch, I'm living in the bedroom, because they don't want to split up the parents and, like, ruin the twins' lives. So, like... You just got real dark with this. I did. But there's going to be some funny episodes in here. 
first episode I want to talk about would be when they first decide to get divorced, but they don't want to tell the twins about it. Because the twins, this is season three, they'd be like six or seven at this point. So like Jack's like walking in and he's just like, oh, did you just tell the twins about the D and Gene cuts him off? Disney trip that we're planning? And he's just like, shit, now I got to take the twins on a Disney trip. Then I go to Disney. Well, no. He formulates a plan. He's just like, you know what? I don't really feel like flying all the way to Disney. We got the Six Flags in Massachusetts. We're just gonna, we're just gonna hop on like a tiny little plane, make them think that they're going to uh, Florida and Disneyland, and we're just gonna stroll on over to Six Flags. Fucked up. Yeah, and they're gonna be like, you know, they they don't they don't brand lightly at Six Flags. Oh no, they don't. But they'd be like, Daddy, why does Mickey Mouse have long ears and keep saying "What's up, Doc"? <laughs> Because it's not the fucking character you think it is. <laughs> so then, uh, then there's going to be an episode where, like, Annie starts dating again. And Gene, he's, like, a little iffy about that. But, like, he has no he has no say in the matter. But he wants to, like, still vet, like, who she's dating. Because, like, you know, that could potentially be the stepfather to his children. So, like, him and Alice Cooper, they plan to, like, stake out Annie's date. They'll, like, sneak into the restaurant. They'll be hiding behind a plant, talking to each other, like, oh, wait, where'd she go? And she, like, walks up right behind him, like, what are you two doing here? You know, classic sitcom situation. Classic. Oh, yeah. And then, you know, season four, Annie and Gene are going to get back together. Series finale is going to be a wedding between the two. And who's going to officiate the wedding? Alice Cooper. Of course. Oh, yeah. He's not going to be, like, a normal person he's still gonna have all the makeup and he's gonna have like this like weird like leathery getup, but he's also still gonna have like that little priest like collar thing nice gotta have the collar oh yeah do you have any other ideas for an episode uh, um, they go on a cruise because alice cooper either knows a guy or gets asked to play on the cruise and, you know, Gene's his new manager, so, like, Gene gets to tag along. Yeah. And the, and the twins get lost in the cruise, and they're looking everywhere for him, and they find him on the little surf surf thing. What Isn't if that, like, the never-ending wave machine? What if, like, right when Gene finds him, like, finds the twins, he accidentally, like, bumps them overboard, and then, like, there's a hard cut to the next scene. They're both, like, wet and shivering, and he's just like, I'll give you a candy bar if you don't tell your mom about this. <laughs> Or even better, he goes to chase after them because they're they're surfing on the endless wave machine, and they just like bail out off their boards, but like jump off the machine, and he goes to grab them and falls and just keeps falling because it's a never ending wave machine. So essentially, like falling down and up escalator. Yeah, but instead of an escalator, which is painful, it just be waves, which is not painful but inconvenient. That's how I like my TV tropes: painful but inconvenient. <laughs> That's a good way of seeing it. <laughs> what do you think a Christmas episode no we've done Christmas what do you think a Valentine's Day episode would look like dumb I don't know I hate Valentine's Day what if it's like what if Gene hates Valentine's Day but Annie loves it so Annie books like some Hallmark campaign for their advertising agency so Gene has to be romantic like he has to write cards and instead he hires Alice and his band they're like the most anti-valentine's thing ever 
Yeah, and they're they're all writing like these really shitty Valentine's Day cards. <laughs> like roses are red, violets are blue. I don't know what to write. I kind of like you? Question mark? That's lame. Exactly. And he's just like, I don't know what to do. That sounded like, like, what's his name? Rodney Dangerfield? Yeah. I was thinking the <laughs> same thing. I don't know what to do. <laughs> so I think that's going to do it for us this week. Uh, first of all, just want to say rest in peace, Jim Wilder. We had nothing but like the utmost respect for him. So like any jokes we made during this episode were like, we don't want anybody to like take any offense to them, hopefully. But because like yeah, we, we're, we we're using re- comedy as a means of of healing. Yeah, we lost a, a fantastic talent, and a, and and he left a terrific uh, bunch of movies and different kinds of entertainment that people will watch for years to come. Exactly, and like he was like a a big like com like comic actor, so I feel like he would have wanted like people to still like go on and make jokes and like make things funny. And like yeah. I like to think that we make jokes sometimes. <laughs> we try. We try. But, <laughs> I mean, I, most comedians that you listen to will say the same thing, and that's that comedy is like a form of healing, and like it's also like a form of expression for them. Exactly. So like, just to get that out of the way, we don't want like we didn't mean this out of any disrespect. So hopefully, like nobody takes it that way. We're putting respect on that name. Oh my god! I shouldn't have said anything. Ah, you almost had it. That's like, close. what is that, number five on the respect counter? I don't know. I lost count. <laughs> yeah, I think everybody did. Because last, last time I recorded this episode, I said it a couple times, too. Yeah, you did. Like three. Oh, you did? We lost those. Yeah. Oh, now I'm happy. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> All right, so uh, follow us on Twitter. We're at Unaired Podcast. Check out our Facebook. It's just Unaired Podcast. We have an Instagram that I post to sometimes. Uh, it's also at Unaired Podcast. If you want to send us an email, it's unairedpodcast at gmail.com. Uh, shout out to soundslikeanearful.com for the theme song that we use. Uh, other than that, I think that's all the housekeeping. So I'm Ed. And I'm Ed Vibe. Thanks for listening. Bye, guys. Bye.